Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Drink More Water. Hello. Yes, it is my turn to start the episode this week. Soph and I have argued back and forth about it for five minutes, but we are back and we're very excited to be back. I feel like it's been a really long time between recording this week. Do you know what? I feel like the same and I don't know why, because when did we record last week? Last Monday. Maybe because it has been long. <laughs> it has been a week and a half. I don't know. I just feel like I also feel like it's been a massive week for both me and you. So it feels like there's been yeah. longer amount of time between it because there's just been so much going on completely it's just it's been a week it I think has that's all we can say about this last week yes. but let's just get straight into yeah. it highs and lows because i feel like we have a lot to say i feel like we do Hit me with it. <laughs> okay i was like she's definitely gonna make me go first <laughs> absolutely i feel like it's whoever intros it has to like make the other person go first oh definitely <laughs> okay so my highs and lows for the week well in the past week, I launched my business decision made, which is definitely so my high. Yeah, it was crazy. Like this whole past week was just such a massive buildup of like setting up the website and doing all the back ends and pre-packing jumpers. And I don't know, it was just so surreal. And then we launched on Saturday at 6 p.m. And it was crazy. Like the orders were coming through and like I almost you can probably see in my video that I uploaded that was kind of like about the launch night. Um, But like I get really teary and I'm like, I could burst into tears. It was almost just like all of these emotions were just like bubbling up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like literally this whole jumper drop has been kind of in the works since September last year. And we were supposed to launch on the first of this year, like the first of Jan 2021. And there was so many delays. So now we obviously launched on the 1st of May um, and yet it was just such a rewarding thing seeing all the orders coming through and for this past few days ever since the launch we've just been packaging and you know shipping off things and going to the post office like three times a day and it's just been so I don't know surreal and something so different than my usual just like filming and editing do you know what I mean and it's just Mm. it's so much fun and I just feel like ever since creating a business I feel like I'm really working on me and working on my future if that makes sense and I don't know it's just been incredible so that was definitely my high of the week in terms of low I'm actually trying to think probably I mean okay so the couple of days leading up to the launch on Saturday there was multiple breakdowns I'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) we love a breakdown we love a breakdown (laughs) honestly this like the website stressed me out so much and like working out how to ship things off kind of (laughs) stressful yeah totally so stressful so I definitely had a few meltdowns I had a bit of like a I don't know my like chest really got like super tight and I was like oh what is this feeling I don't love it but um Mm. I just kind of prioritized walking and getting fresh air and I even I think it was when we were recording last week you even said to me you like so if like this is your week to focus on your business like if you don't get time to go to the gym that's okay like don't put that extra stress on your body and yourself Mm. and I was like I don't know I literally haven't been to the gym in three weeks apart from yesterday um because it just hadn't been my priority but yeah it was just like I had to really prioritize getting outside getting some fresh air and going on walks and I don't know it was just such a huge week and I feel like a week that I'm going to remember for a long time because it's like the start of like something so exciting. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. I just absolutely talked to you off, but that was my highlight. No, I love it. I love it. It's just one of those things too, that when you look back in your life, it's like, I don't know where this is going to go. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so exciting. Like, obviously it'll be amazing and successful and big, but 
you just don't know where this will take you in 10 years time. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like, wow, this is my first night of potentially like the rest of my life or this being a part of my life until, you know, this foreseeable future. It's just exciting. It really is. Oh, I'm so excited. I know me too. And I'm already like researching next products. I've got a lot of ideas and I'm just like, oh, now I've started. I'm like, I can't stop. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I love totally. It. And it's like your little baby now, mm-hmm. and then you can just do whatever you want with it. Absolutely, that's the best thing about having your own thing. I think it's just that total control where you're like, wow. As much as this is hard and everything falls back on me, mm-hmm. this is my gig, and I get to decide where this heads. So, so cool. Absolutely. Very. very How cool. about you? Um. All right. Highs and lows. <laughs> Have there been many highs? No. There. Has. <laughs> um. No. 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 Not going to be negative. Um. So. The last, like, I think last week I mentioned it, I was feeling pretty anxious the week prior. And last week, in all honesty, I just kind of lost the plot for a while there. I was super anxious. And I think I mentioned as well, I don't feel like that that often. In all honesty, like, I don't. I feel like I'm pretty on top of everything. I'm pretty self-aware. But, yeah, it just caught up on me big time. Almost out of the blue, I was saying to Soph and Georgia that, I was almost like shaking Mm. in the gym, like visibly shaking. And I was like, you know, I had just woken up. It was like 6 a.m. in the morning. And I'm thinking like, why is this happening? But I think for me in reflection now, I just don't rest enough. And I don't mean in like a physical sense, but I'm just always going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And it just catches up on your whole nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I was just anxious. Mm -hmm. Like there was just no other way to describe it. I was just so couldn't calm myself down, couldn't kind of rationalize. And I think when you're in that state, you overthink even more and you're almost angry at yourself being like, come on, like shake it. Like you don't need to feel this way. And yeah, your mind just kind of starts to spiral. But I always think of those things like time just passes and every state you're in will pass. Mm -hmm. And that pretty much applies to anything. So I think the way that I handled it last week was good in a sense because I was like you know what this is temporary and you will get out of it but I think each time almost using it as an opportunity to practice like what you preach and think like how can I sit in this feeling and be okay with it happening but also make it as easy as possible to kind of get through until it passes so it was good like I think it's a high and it's a low because it's just made me realize I need to chill Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just sit alone my um business coach which uh, you guys obviously know Luca said to me yesterday she was like you need to sit for an hour this week and do nothing oh that's gonna be hard (laughs) oh my god she's like don't listen to anything don't talk to anyone don't touch anything like just sit and be for an hour and have a journal next to you, but you can't pick it up until that hour passed. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I don't even, you know, like it's such a hard thing to do when you think about it, just not doing anything for that period of time. But I'm going to do it tomorrow. I've decided. But... Well, you did um the flow float oh. thing, which is kind <laughs> yeah. of the same thing, right? Like an hour of doing nothing. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that yeah, experience? I, yeah, that was true. That's been last week. So I think I did that last week. Wednesday and I was feeling really anxious as I told you guys last week so I was like right to get on top of all of this I need to have more self-care in my week and have more breaks and sort of my by me booking it in it's like keeping me accountable so I went I booked it in um for those of you who don't know what like float what would you even call it just like a float yeah it's like um like a magnesium bath or pool and you just go and 
you float for an hour or half an hour, whatever it is. But mine was an hour. Um, yeah, it just made me very <laughs> yeah. hyper aware of the fact that I can't settle down. I just, I lay there for about five minutes and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored. I'll just like flick the lights on and off like a hundred times. And then <laughs> I can just imagine like, you doing that. <laughs> It was like in, in like reflection now, it was pretty funny. I'm like rolling around, like up, like going in circles, like trying to stay afloat. And like, I was just, I, yeah, like stir crazy. But it also made me realize how much I just can't relax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I just, it's something to work on. And yeah, I guess like I'm not feeling negative about it at all like it's happened and another thing is I got my period at the start of this week and I instantly felt better so it's also a crazy thing to reflect on how much your hormones play a part in that as well definitely Um, and yeah I find that kind of thing so interesting but that was probably my low and then my high was on the weekend I went to Brisbane to help my coach Kayla which I'm doing the six-month mentorship with um, and another girl within that container Um, with the AWPT seminar so that was awesome like such a cool learning experience obviously a little bit nerve-wracking at the same time like being around so many incredible coaches but you know you learn so much from that and I met some incredible girls um, and yeah it was just a really positive experience so I've had a really up and down (laughs) every emotion (laughs) week but I'm feeling good now and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And do you know what's really interesting? Because I, and I didn't know if it was just like the stress of the launch and obviously you just kind of always Mm. being so busy, but I was feeling really anxious last week as well. And I kind of, I think, because I've been getting into coffee lately, right? And I've been usually having it every single morning, but for some reason last week, it was making me feel really nauseous and really like shaky. And Mm. I was like, this is so weird. And then I started talking to my other friends and they were like, I've been feeling super anxious this week as well. And one of those girls that she was like, oh, apparently loads of people have been feeling like really anxious lately. It was a full moon and apparently like a lot of kind of stuff happened, Astra astronomically is that the right word (laughs) Uh, let's run with it you guys know what I mean um and I'm not sure like I'm not sure if I believe in this I don't know not sure if you guys do but it's just really interesting to hear like a lot of people who don't usually feel these feelings are feeling it because I'm the same I'm not usually a super anxious person but last week I really was and to hear you were and then like my other friends were it's just really interesting so maybe let us know in the Facebook group if you guys have been feeling that too because I just think it's interesting like and at least it's kind of nice to know that okay I'm not the only one because I feel like when you're feeling anxious you feel like you're the only one so it's like okay I'm not Mm. you know I like that yeah definitely yeah I I do believe in that stuff Mm. I think I think I do like it has it yeah surely for sure has something to do with well why is it when there's a full moon that you can't sleep exactly like everyone feels that Mm -hmm. and you can't make up not sleeping yeah and also I saw look okay this isn't I'm not being professional in any way at this moment (laughs) just putting that out there but I saw this thing that was like the moon affects like like the water and tidal waves and all that kind of stuff right am I correct in saying that and I've got no idea (laughs) okay well don't (laughs) don't believe anything I'm saying I'm just gonna say it and we're made up of mostly water so like Mm. it kind of makes sense that it affects us too I don't know (laughs) You know what, Soph, let's just run with it. I think I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But um, 
No, it's um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now, and I'm like, yeah, okay, true. <laughs> we'll look into it. Um, if anyone out there listening knows, let us know on the Facebook group yes. because that's a conversation that would be very interesting to hear more about. <laughs> um, but I guess getting into today's episode, obviously by the title, this will not be relevant to everyone. It may be interesting to some people, but. I know I get a lot of questions about personal training, getting into personal training, having your own business, online coaching, all that kind of stuff um, every week. And I thought, what better place than to just sit down, lay out all the answers to all of those questions so you guys have a good idea of how I got into it. Um, And if you are thinking about going down that as a career path or thinking it might be for you, then you get a better idea of what to expect from obviously my personal experience. So Although not relevant to everyone, you may just want to listen to the start of this and then skip to the Ask Us 3. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for those of you who are interested, I hope this helps in some way and I hope I do answer your questions. And if I don't, just head to the Facebook group and I will answer them all there because I think a lot of girls in that container would be interested as well. Absolutely. I'm quite excited because I just get to ask the questions. (laughs) I don't have to do any work. (laughs) Oh, I love this for me. <laughs> I really do. So should we begin? Are you ready? Let's, yeah, let's get straight into okay, it. Okay, so Riley Fit PT. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> question one. How did you get into personal training? Mm, good question, so <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, I think if you guys have listened to the episode of Get to Know Me, you kind of roughly know my background, so I'll be nice and quick, but... Pretty much I was always super sporty growing up and then during high school I knew that I wanted to either own my own business, work in the fitness industry to some capacity, whether that be like physio, nutrition, something like that. Um, And then I decided to do my cert three and four in fitness during grade 11 and 12. So when I graduated high school, I was a PT and I kind of carried on from there. And then once I graduated, that's when I started my own business. So that's a very, very brief background on how I got into it. But pretty much I just knew I wanted to be into fitness. Um, I knew I wanted my own business and I really wanted to work with women. And that was kind of the three things that sold that for me. Mm -hmm. And you started a uni course, didn't you, to do with something else and then hated it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much pushed by other people in my life. I started uni and I went for six weeks. I was doing sports science from memory. I don't even know this is how sad it is. So I'm pretty sure I got in for that. And then, no, no, no. I've got that all wrong. So I got in, I kind of remember. I got in for occupational therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaked out the day before uni started, swapped to sports science. Right. Went for sports science for six weeks and spent every single lecture planning my business (laughs) and then I quit. (laughs) So that's how uni went for me. (laughs) I kind of love that. I kind of love it. All right. Next question is steps to becoming a PT and what would you recommend Mm. doing first? Yeah. Yeah. So I always get questions about this, like where I studied, what I've studied, if I've gone to uni, everything like that. So In my personal opinion and a lot of people that I've spoken to and other coaches, if you're planning on being a personal trainer and working in that field, you really don't need to go to uni. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not to say that you can't go to uni. You 100% can and then can continue on with personal training after your degree or during. But, you know, if you're going to uh, study, say, exercise physiology and work in that field, it's 
pretty different to your standard personal training and working with like general pop clients. So I think just be very intentional with where you want to head and understand that there is so much you can do outside of uni that will assist in your business long term. So for example, I did my cert three and four as a traineeship during grade 11 and 12. So I went out of school one day a week and did PT, you know, face to face and learned that way. And I absolutely loved that. So I definitely think if you have the opportunity to go in person and do your study, definitely do because you have that um, knowledge and experience. Then once you finish your cert three and four, which will get you um, your PT certifications to have the confidence to actually train people in person. I think for a lot of people when they do it fully online, you just don't have that confidence moving forward to actually apply that in real life and work with people one-on-one because, you know, answering questions online versus actually applying that with people is really different. Mm -hmm. So you need to do that first. And from then I have done my level one in performance nutrition through Clean Health Institute. So that essentially just gives you the ability to prescribe like macros and calories to people. And it gives you a really base level understanding of nutrition From then, I have done um, my AWPT eight-week anatomy and physiology for women, which is incredible. Obviously, I love to work with women, so that was super down my um, alley to do that kind of thing. I've done my pre- and postnatal level one, and then I've also now in my AWPT six-month mentorship with Kayla, which is incredible. Like What I've learned with that is amazing and my biggest piece of advice is if you are going to do your cert three and four to become a personal trainer you cannot stop there Mm. you need to constantly be doing courses and constantly upskilling and learning because the fitness industry is forever changing and you know most of the time you are coming into focus on a niche so mine being girls between say ages of you know 17 to 35 I would say is typically who I'm sort of working with so when you are niching down and working with a specific person, you need to be really knowledgeable in that area and really understand that clientele. So that is why anything that I study, you know, post my cert three and four reflects that. And I think that's super important as well. So that's kind of how to become a PT, you know, get your cert three, get your cert four to answer the question. Um, But from then on out, you know, make sure you are continually upskilling and doing courses to further your education in the area if you are going to be in it long term as well Mm, and I suppose like from the kind of client perspective when you're looking for a PT Mm. you're looking for someone who has done that extra experience you know has been trained in so many different areas not just you know Mm. done their cert three because even well fun fact actually Sam and Riley met before Sam and me met (laughs) at that that first like cert three yeah and even yeah and even Sam says like he's done that but he can't even imagine like doing even more like what you've done kind of thing. And that's the difference like from that step kind of Mm. through. So yeah, love that. Yeah. Okay. Getting on to kind of really having your own business um, in personal training. How did you build your clientele? Like what was, did you reach out to people? Mm. How did you kind of go about that? Yeah. So I think this is a good question. It kind of encompasses, I guess, just starting your own business and going out on your own with PT. So when I finished up with that traineeship, I'd done a lot of group coaching and I did obviously a lot of one-on-one work there. And I was just ready to do my own thing. I like running my own show. I, I like doing that. And there's obviously so many options you can do. For me, 
I was fortunate enough to set up my own gym at my family home. So that was awesome. And I had that opportunity, which I know not everyone does, but I guess if you do have that opportunity, then go for it. I a hundred percent recommend it. It's so amazing. And it's such a good way to start off. And I think you can build a really good clientele in your local area when you do have um, that kind of um, setup as well. So that is what I did, but equally you can rent from a gym. So if you want to work out of a gym, you can 100% do that. Just thinking about your overheads with paying rent and things like that to the gym. So that's kind of the first thing. Um, 100% Instagram, like in terms of getting clients, that is just I arguably the only way I've ever gotten a client, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from word of mouth, but you know, if you're working in a service based business you need to show up and you need to uh, to do that to attract the ideal clients so for me starting my instagram obviously attracted a lot of clients within my local area because you know going from say my personal instagram to a business instagram people are like oh what's she doing and then it's like oh cool i'll go personal train so that's how i originally got my face-to-face clients i was doing that for a year until i somewhat moved online and i think that kind of just naturally progressed as i grew my instagram over that first year of business um and i'm just trying to think back from memory i may have had say like three or four online clients originally Mm -hmm. and that would have been the end of 2019 when i started my business yeah into 2019 so obviously coming into 2020 COVID hit so everything moved online and then from there a lot of my face-to-face came online with me um and I was doing live workouts and that was full on at the time but amazing and then since then really just focusing on building that social media presence and not in the way of having numbers right like you don't need a big following to have clientele and I think that's the most important thing. I do get a lot of questions from girls asking how to grow your socials. And I don't think that's necessarily that important. Having an authentic following and a following that really trusts you and know you is more important than having the numbers because the numbers will not equal clients. And I think that's the biggest takeaway there as well. Um, For me, like you need to start face to face. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, you need to have that hands-on experience and understand what it's like to work with people face to face. And that usually comes through word of mouth and testimonials. So that's also really important. I think gathering up testimonials to share to your Instagram and Facebook and website, whatever else you have going on, because people buy from people, right? And if you're not showing up, they don't want to buy from you. And it's the same thing that applies. You know, I think everyone can kind of understand like if you go to buy a jumper for example like so's jumper you want to see people's reviews like Mm -hmm. what did they say what's the quality like what's this therefore you buy it i know i look at reviews all the time and it's the same thing when people are buying from people like what were other people's experience so slowly build up testimonials as you go along as well start face to face and just really work on your socials and showing up and and being authentic to you because they're the clients you want to attract other clients that align with you and I know as well I'm just having to think now that a lot of you guys ask how I got clients overseas that is a mystery to me I have no idea I and I don't say that in a in a cocky way at all I just I don't know how that happened I think I gained a few clients at the start of this year who obviously found me at the end of last year um 
from you know the UK and Europe and a few different areas and then since then that has just become more and more and I do not know but then look at most of you girls listening are from overseas and there's so many of you um, in the UK America um, Europe it's crazy I was looking on our our like podcast stats last night and seeing like a world map of where you're all from and honestly Australia is a very small space percentage Mm -hmm. so it just shows with social media you're reaching a really wide audience and I think that is how I've you know reached clients overseas there's no real method to it I think it's just been yeah the way it's gone and it's amazing I absolutely love it so that's probably how I would say to get clientele very long-winded answer there yeah and I suppose that's the beauty of social media like how before social media would you have gotten clients in on the other side of the world like it just wouldn't have been possible so I think we are living yeah I think we're living in a really good time where Social media gives us access to the rest of the world from our bedroom. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's insane. So I think it's it's a really yeah. good point you make of in terms of clientele and even in terms of any business. Like social media mm. is where it's at. Like even when you think of yeah. the like biggest brands, like they're all online, they're all promoted through social mm. media. So I think that's a huge thing to note. Um, I had a point; it's completely gone. So let's go on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> We will come back to that one in a second. (laughs) I guess so. The next question I had was how to start as a PT. Like actually, what was the first thing that you kind of did if you were sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm going to start this. And how, what are your biggest tips on how to progress online when it comes to that? Mm. So I think this is interesting and I'm going to use the scenario of you're already a PT. So you've got your qualifications, you may be working in a gym or, you know, dabbling and doing your own stuff and getting your own clientele, but still working in a gym. You know, for me, I was at F45 for a whole year. That's worth mentioning um, when I first started my business as well. So I was kind of doing a bit of both, like mornings were mine, afternoons were F45. So that was how I begun my first year of business. I know it sounds cliche when I say this, but honestly just do it if you have that gut feeling that this is right for you you really enjoy helping people and when I say like you need to have people skills like you need to have people skills Mm -hmm. because that is the job right like you can be the best trainer with the best programming the best nutrition whatever but if you can't hold a conversation and relate to people you don't have clients and you don't have a job Mm -hmm. so if you find that being around people and giving yourself in that capacity is quite draining it's probably not the best job for you um so yeah I think that's definitely something to consider before you start but in terms of having your own business like go for it I was what was I just 18 no idea how to run a business literally no idea and mum and dad did not help me they didn't hinder me in any way but it was like my thing like if I was doing it I was doing it and I had to work it out for myself so be prepared to not get it right. I think that's the biggest thing. Like from the get-go, you're going to make mistakes and Soph will come across this in her business and I'm sure you already have. Like doesn't matter what business you're in, it, it'll never be seamless. Like there's going to be things that go wrong along the way and that's just the way it is and from everything you learn. But have a brand from the get-go, know what your intention is and who your ideal client is and work from there because you don't need the numbers to start off with. You just need to start. And I think sometimes fear can get in the way of that and it becomes overwhelming because you're like, oh, what if I only have two clients or what if no one wants to train with me or what if I lose a client? Like, it's everything in ideal timing. And I have lost clients, gained clients, 
you know, it, it's just the way of the world. Like that's just the way it is. So I think that is the way that I would sort of start is just by starting and start somewhere knowing that you're not going to have it all right from the beginning. Mm. And that's completely normal. But really think about the direction in which you want to head. You know, for me, I knew long-term that I wanted to be online. Mm -hmm. It was just sort of like, okay, I know I don't want to be working 10, 12 hour days, back-to-back PTs. It's super draining. It's a lot on you and it really takes the fun out of fitness when your life becomes, (laughs) you know, massive days on a gym floor the whole day. Um, And that's a choice I made, but equally I knew that short-term that wasn't going to happen without doing a few hard years of work. So I am now at the stage now where, yep, I'm fully online and I have the capacity to do that. But up until that point, I didn't. And I absolutely loved PT face-to-face. So I think no matter what you envision for yourself, know that there will be hard work to get there, but that's just a part of the process. And, you know, the only limits in life are the ones that you put on yourself and I know that's like super cliche I'm here but for it. it is true <laughs> like it's just true you know you have the capacity to do anything and I know how many of you um, just through my dms are at that crossroad of sort of like I want to go but I'm not sure if I should do it mm-hmm. do it and and just go head first and make that make that next step because all it is is starting a pt um, instagram like whatever it is for you showing up getting the client slowly, building up all of your like nitty gritty. So like for me, it's, it's down to kind of scheduling tools and email marketing and automation and booking systems and, um, you know, online training platforms. I know I use Trainerize. I get a lot of questions about that for all of my online coaching, which um, a lot of PTs do. It's a really amazing platform, which you can personalize yourself and put all your branding on it, which is awesome. Um, and obviously do all your programs and nutrition through as well. So that will take time and don't expect to have that all kind of started and, and there, you know, I used to do all my invoices like written. I remember it. Like it would took me, God, it took me like five hours on a Friday. Mm. I would sit there with like a pen and paper and write invoices. So, you know, now I could think of nothing worse, but you have to start somewhere. So I think you will learn as you go and know that I didn't, I didn't know anything. I, I genuinely didn't know anything. And I'm 18 I had no idea, but within two years, I'm at this stage now. And, um, you know, I couldn't have pictured that for myself unless I backed myself. So I think if you are just, you know, at that crossroads of where to start and how to progress, just start by starting mm-hmm. and watch it as it goes and continue to show up and know that you don't need a massive audience to reach your goals in this industry at all. Definitely not. And I think as well, when it comes to, you know, learning the online stuff and software and all that, use Google, use YouTube, like that will be your best yeah. friend. <laughs> like mm, there's everything totally. on the internet. So if you know, yeah. you're like, even with my website in the past week, I was, I didn't know how to do one single thing. I literally Googled and YouTube everything. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the same with, you know, like setting up your own mm. software and PT online yeah. and everything. So If you don't know how to do it, there's free stuff everywhere on the internet. So I think that's something to note as well. Definitely. And even just quickly, like on that, thinking about kind of how your business grows over time, you know, this year for me was like my, what was it? Was it my second year of business, third year of business? This is my third year of business as of March this year. So for me, I was like, right, I'm really ready to take this to the next level and get serious about this in terms of growth. So I invested in a business coach. I've invested in a virtual assistant. Um, 
you know, I have people on my side now and almost like a team that help. And that's amazing. But know that also that came with time. You know, I didn't start a business and expect to invest 20 plus grand in coaching and support and get a VA and do all these different things like that has come as a progression of my business. So again, like don't try and have it all right. Just know that as you grow, so will your business. And it's honestly like I love looking back and just thinking about where I started and where I am now because that's the fun of it and that's the story. So I think, yeah, just just go for it. That's yeah, my advice. <laughs> absolutely. And I think it's also with any business in general, like it's a marathon, not a race. You see some of the biggest mm-hmm. business owners and the most successful business owners, they say that give if you are serious about building a business, give it five years. If you're quitting before Mm. five years, you haven't done enough because it takes years to build things up. You know, the first, I feel like a lot of people, you know, will go, oh, I've been doing a business for six months and it still isn't like where I want it to be. It probably won't be for another three years. Like, you know, so you've always got to give it time and not expect Mm -hmm. to be this incredibly successful person in a year. Because when you see these people, even like Riley, who's thriving and doing so well in her business, that is years of work hours and hours of work and days where you probably lost a client and you were like damn it I'm not I don't have enough clients but now you can say that you know what like I do and it's incredible but it has taken three years to get to it so I think that's also something to note definitely completely all right, last question I've got written down. We can always go on. Beautiful. But the last question I <laughs> we have. We love going on. <laughs> <laughs> too. Going on lots of tangents. But overall, what are your biggest tips for someone wanting to become a PT? Like if you had to give like top three, what mm. would be your biggest tips? Okay. Yeah, I like this. Um, so from the get-go, pick a niche, right? Let's just say you you've done your PT, you've decided and you commit to it. When you come into actually getting clients, pick a niche, you know, your clientele broadens and your audience broadens when you focus in on something. Like if I was out here training, you know, an 80 year old man for knee rehab and training a 12 year old girl for cross country and then training, you know, your general pop, like a soap or then training, you know, a 30 year old man for bodybuilding. It's like, what does this girl do? Mm-hmm. Like, am I for her? Because I don't understand. Like, she's training all these different people. How can she be so knowledgeable in every area? And people get that vibe. So when you focus and you're, you know, this is kind of a good analogy. Like, you don't need to be the jack of all trades. Just be the expert in one. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. So for me, if I'm working with girls from, you know, 17 to 35, it's like, I understand them. I get them. I know what they want. I know what they need. I know how they think. And therefore, I can be of best service to them by knowing that and and focusing on that niche. So that, for one, is super important. Um, Second tip would be to really understand who your ideal client is and everything needs to reflect that. Like when you're posting on social media, when you're showing up on your stories, who are you talking to? And think of the client that you want to be working with And that's who you're talking to. So you're not showing up for your uncle who follows you or worrying about like whether, you know, your auntie from like three families back follows you. It's like show up for those people and that's the person you're talking to because things can get lost in translation. So when all of your marketing or all of your, you know, social media or your posts or 
effort that you put into your business is not directed at the right people, you might kind of notice like, why am I not attracting the people that I really want to be working with? And half the time it is just the person you're talking to. So be very intentional with who it is that you want to work with. And from there, that's kind of when the niche comes in as well, because you know, okay, this is the age, this is agenda, this is the whatever. And then from there, you kind of know who that ideal client is. And also, from experience, you really want to attract girls, guys, whoever you're working with, that really align with you because it is draining working with people who are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's a very service-based person-to-person business and that's the biggest thing, you know, energetically it's hard. So you really want to have clients that you know align with you and want to work with you. That's a massive thing as well. And I think, you know, above all, Be consistent and be authentic. And the reason I say this is because, you know, and these kind of all just tying together now as I'm talking, but if you're not showing up as your authentic self and being, you know, consistent online and also just staying true to who you are and what you believe, I think, you know, when I kind of reflect on the things I post and stuff, I I know it's 100% me and I know that that's what I believe and not everyone will agree with me, but it is what I stand for. And there will be girls out there that read what I post and they're like, you know what? Yeah, like that's how I think and that's exactly how I feel about that topic. And therefore, you're obviously attracting your ideal client and girls that align with you so they can get the best outcome and then you can also have a really great outcome out of that relationship with that client and therefore it's kind of coming back to that niche and what you're niching down on so those are probably my main three and then I think above all just continue investing in yourself um, and never stop learning Mm -hmm. it's really important Mm -hmm. when you're in this industry especially I love that I think you can definitely tell Mm. from this entire episode how knowledgeable Riley is on this whole subject. (laughs) She could probably talk for hours. (laughs) We love a business. (laughs) We do. But I think, do you reckon we covered most of it? Do you reckon that's the majority of the questions you get? I'm just thinking in my head now, like there's probably one other thing Mm -hmm. um, that I often get asked and that is just sort of like, girls wanting to become PTs, but they're not sure if it's for them or not. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a few things to say on that. Okay, go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> just Yeah, just from experience, like there's just a few things that I think, you know, for so many of us, and Soph is an example of this, you know, you love health and fitness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you've grown up with it and you, you love it and you're into it and it's a passion of yours, but you don't want it to be your job. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think a lot of the time when you are really fit and healthy person, you care a lot about your health and you invest a lot in your personal health, you can sort of think like, oh, maybe like I want to do this as a job. Like maybe fitness is it for me and I'm really passionate about it and I want to work with it. But the reality of being a PT is it can actually take a lot of the fun out of fitness. Mm. A lot of the, is that? Is that right? Yeah. A lot of the fun out of fitness? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I was like, fitness out of fun, out of fitness. Um But it can, you know, you need to be prepared to work really long hours, Mm -hmm. um, early, early mornings, late nights, big days, split days. When you're doing that face to face, you're typically working, you know, mornings and then a break during the day and then night. So it looks like very early mornings. You don't get to train if you're in Australia. It's too hot to go for a walk or do anything in the (laughs) middle of the day. So you, you miss that window of opportunity. And then you're training middle of the day really when you don't want to be training in the middle of the day. And then it's like, okay, admin, now I'm really tired because I woke up at, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. Oh, okay, now I've got to saddle up again and go till 8 p.m. tonight. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I'm not doing that now and it doesn't have to be your forever if you're doing PT like we spoke about before. It is that short-term sacrifice for that long-term goal. But equally, you really need to think about those things. You know, you are up early, you are home late. Um, and of course, just kind of consider whether you like fitness for you and not as a job. Absolutely. I think sometimes the two can be confused. Um, and then I guess as well, like it's just being super clear on how you want your lifestyle to look long-term, you know, does online coaching seem fun to you? Because I'm inside all day, you know, like I get up and I train, but I'm on a laptop inside and you might be like, Oh no, I want to be more active than that. Like I don't want to live on a laptop, but that is online coaching. So, you know, whether you're face to face, you're super busy and you're usually split hours, whether you're online, it's a lot of time on your laptop. So I think it's just really weighing up either sides of it and I think it can look a lot more glamorous than it is in reality Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's a really good Mm. point and I think like going back to you know me being a person who loves health and fitness I love going to the gym love training I have definitely had those thoughts of oh maybe I should be a PT like maybe I should become like do I do I well, (laughs) I can't speak today. Do I do it? Um, (laughs) Take two. Do I want to study it? Like I have had all these thoughts, Mm. but when you actually, like when I actually think about it, I'm like, oh no, I can just see myself. If I did do that, I would just, I would not love it anymore for me. Because Mm. can you imagine, I mean, for some of us, like going to being at the gym all day, do you actually want to stay there for an extra hour and train yourself? I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. So I definitely Mm. think it takes a certain person to do it. So I think that's a good point on, you know, you can love health and fitness, but it can stay your hobby. It doesn't have to be your job because that can take the fun out of it. A hundred percent. Do you reckon that has covered it all? Yeah, I definitely think so. And of course, girls, like feel free to message me if you feel like there's anything that I missed or you have any other questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I do get a lot of questions. So I'm going to go through actually now and answer my DMs and say that I've just recorded this podcast. <laughs> so most of the answers are here. Um, but yeah, of course, reach out if you do have any questions. But yeah, I think that covered everything. And we this is a bit of a shorter episode today. So I think we'll do four. Ask us three. Yeah, great questions. idea. Very rogue of us to do that. <laughs> oh, <But> anyway, <laughs> four, four I don't ask know us three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so funny. But yeah, these are good ones. I went through this morning and picked a few out. So I'm going to read them out and Soph will give you her best answer before I chime in. Oh, no. So. Pressure. This is what we're doing. First, ask of three. Love both of you girls. Thank you. Love Thank you too. You. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. Um, I always feel so inspired and content after watching your videos dash podcast. Thank you again. <laughs> My question is, I don't know why I had to include I just wanted to like throw that in there. <laughs> My question is, what are some life lessons dash epiphanies you've had lately? Oh, okay. What are some life lessons and epiphanies I've had lately? Okay. So I've got a couple actually. One being Mm. the past couple of weeks, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I haven't been to the gym and you know, a couple of years ago, that probably would have really stressed me out. And I would have thought, oh, I've lost all my progress. Like now I'm starting again. Like I would feel really guilty for that. But these past few weeks, because I have been prioritizing other things, I've been prioritizing my business, health, I mean, more so fitness hasn't been a priority and that is so okay. And I have continued to eat well. I've continued to try and move my body in some way that day, whether that's doing a house clean or go for a walk. And I've been honestly feeling amazing. I have, I feel like it's been take, it's taken a lot of stress off my body because obviously I have 
been under a bit of stress with this whole starting a business kind of thing. Um, and I didn't want to put that extra stress onto my body in working out because essentially when you work out, you are putting your stress on putting your stress, (laughs) putting your body under stress is where I was going with that one. Um, So I think just realizing that seasons of your life are going to change. And, you know, right now I'm getting back into the gym and I'm loving it, but it's also so okay to go through a period of your life where fitness isn't a priority. And I think it's really healthy. And I think it's really normal. Even with your eating, it's okay to go through seasons of your life when, yeah, you maybe just eat out all the time because that's normal. And you're not going to say the exact same body in the exact same way to whatever you count all year round and you're not supposed to. I even um I was watching a reel that is it James what's his name? James PT, James Smith or something? James Smith PT. Yeah. yeah. He is oh some of the stuff he comes out with is just so funny to me. And he put a reel out the other day just being like I don't trust people who are like completely lean and say the same body size and weight all year round. Like I don't want I don't want to be friends with someone like that. Like people, you know, I trust people who, you know, are going out for dinner and sometimes they don't track. And I don't know. I just kind of had this whole epiphany that you can love health and fitness and then it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't, you can go through seasons and yeah, that's probably my biggest thing. I was also, I actually had a naturopath appointment last week with a new naturopath. I love, I loved the whole thing. It was so nice chatting to her. She was so knowledgeable, but she was saying, cause I was kind of saying that I feel like I have been putting a lot of stress on my body in terms of working out in the past. And that has reflected in, you know, me holding weight, my skin getting worse. And she was basically saying, she used this analogy that really stuck with me. And she was like, look, Say if you're cooking in the kitchen, right, and you burn your food, your smoke alarm goes off. Your house thinks it's on fire, but it's actually not. And when you're putting your body under stress, it still kind of reacts in that fight or flight kind of mode. So it goes into that fight mode and you're under stress from even just say your workouts when your body isn't actually, you know, needs to be in a flight kind of situation or a fight kind of situation. So I just thought that was a really interesting way to look at it because, you know, you can be putting your body under stress when it doesn't need to be in that kind of situation. So I'm not sure if that makes sense, but those are just the kind of things I've been really thinking about the past couple of weeks and something that's definitely going to stick with me. Mm, I literally, I love that. Mm. <laughs> just listening to that. It's just so true. And I think it's just having that realization and understanding that life is seasons mm-hmm. and it's so okay to go through those different seasons and not worry so much about things that typically control your thoughts and your mindset. And it's, yeah, it's really important. So I think that's a great epiphany. I love that epiphany. I was just (laughs) thinking about mine then actually. And um, I think for me at the moment, like with last week, feeling super anxious and super overwhelmed, I guess, okay, this is a bit like random, but I have like a very weird fear of losing people and this is just getting randomly deep but it's not it's not a massive issue like it's it's honestly fine (laughs) I'm getting like let's keep it lighthearted here um I'm fine it's just yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine um no but I think yeah I think at the like at the core of my being I do have that fear and I think that's what causes a lot of anxiety for me. I kind of preempt situations and I think ahead and I'm like, okay, what if X, Y, and Z happens when I drive here or do this or see this person or whatever it may be? And 
you know, when I explain that, that's literally just anxiety, right? Like having that constant, <laughs> like that constant, like ticking of like, oh, what could happen or what might happen and almost thinking that way to prevent what the outcome could be of a situation. Mm-hmm. And I think in my head, I'm like, cool, if I already have the situation in my head and I think of all the good or bad things that could happen, I can almost plan what will happen if that makes mm-hmm. sense and have like yeah I guess it's like a plan if you say it like that but it's I almost getting your mind worse like ready yes. for the worse yeah totally like preparing myself for what could be so when it comes I'm like oh that's all good like I know that was mm. that was coming yeah. um and I really 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 want to move away from that but I think my epiphany in that whole kind of thing was in that whole realization was just sort of remember remember <laughs> remembering (laughs) remembering that life is so short and Mm. life will be what it will be no matter what you think or or how much you pre-plan or preempt situations so going with the flow and trusting in the process as much as you can knowing that at the end of the day you really don't have much control over anything but that's also the beauty in it right like that is life and when you think about the whole world and everything that's made up in the world we're such a small part of it Mm -hmm. and that can also be a bit terrifying but (laughs) it really puts in perspective how much you know life is just so it's just a gift and I know I'm getting a bit woo-woo but it really is like we're not guaranteed anything nothing is a sure thing so just enjoying the time you have and enjoying the people you're around and the time you have with those people and not worrying about what could be or what is because it's just not the reality in this exact moment and that's what's most important Mm-hmm. I and I think sense. oh absolutely it made sense mm-hmm. 100% and I think something we touched on a couple episodes ago was at the end of the day you're gonna die so you know what <laughs> just live like that <laughs> totally that's that's it isn't it really that's what you can fall back on for everything <laughs> all right our second ask us three is a bit more of a paragraph so just bear with me I just mm-hmm. did a 90-day workout challenge where you do a 26-minute workout six days a week. After finishing it, it was hard to get in a new routine. Six days working out is too much for me as I work full-time, but I feel guilty not working out every day. I'm scared to lose the muscle or strength that I work so hard for. I know you have talked about challenges like this in your last episode, but mainly focused on food. Any tips um, for that healthier mindset around working out? Hmm, that's a really good question. Mm. I was just like listening to that, like, hmm, how am I, what are my thoughts on this? Well, I think firstly, kind of starting off, your fitness has to be something that's going to be maintainable for you to one, enjoy it and I guess stick with it and create, you know, a sustainable fitness life um, or lifestyle, sorry. Oh, how to, it's kind of hard because I think the biggest thing out of, like I kind of took out of that was you're not going to lose strength if you take your six workouts down to five, you know, like Mm. five or four. Um, It's all about incorporating fitness, some sort of fitness into your day. And I'm sure Riley, you'll probably be able to answer this much better than I can being a PT. (laughs) Um, But I just think that, you know, I don't know what kind of workouts you were doing, but if you're strength training, if you're, you know, doing bodyweight exercises, I think any, any sort of workouts, you will be building muscle and you're not going to lose muscle just by not, you know, doing one workout a week, if that makes sense. Um, And I think that 
the biggest thing for me is, you know, you've just done this 90 day challenge and you know that it's not sustainable and you could try and keep doing it, but you'll probably fall off the bandwagon. You'll probably get stressed with work. You won't have time. You'll get just overwhelmed and you'll stop doing it all. You'll lose all the muscle and you'll be like, oh, I've got to start again. But instead of getting to that place, let's just rein it back. Start with three workouts a week. If you're like, oh, no, I reckon I could do four, do four. That's incredible. If you're like, it's like every day, just try to be that 1% better. You don't need to be that 100% better every single day. If that means that you maybe take your 26 minute workout, make it a 30 minute workout four times a week instead. Is that a bit more achievable? Um, I don't know. That's probably my thoughts on about what about yours? Yeah, I agree completely. And I think the biggest thing with this whole question is the fact that you've done a 90 day challenge. Now, yeah, Whew, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> oh, neither. Honestly, I um, the, the, it's really interesting, and we have touched on this before, but this is honestly why I don't love challenges. Mm. I don't love thinking of things as challenges. You know, um, even my ebook. You know, there's a reason it's not a challenge. <laughs> I yeah, I don't like challenges <laughs> because they're often not maintainable, and that's the biggest thing for you right now. The only reason you're in this mindset of, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to do six days of working out a week, but I can't. It's literally not attainable for me or sustainable for me long-term to be able to do that in my lifestyle is because you've just come off the back of a program or a challenge that's set that as a minimum. Mm -hmm. So now it's in your mind that it's like, right, if I'm not doing six workouts a week, it's just not enough, Yeah, which is so untrue. It's Mm -hmm. so untrue. So for you at the moment, I think you know, forget the losing muscle or the strength that you've worked hard for because you have worked really hard for it and you will not lose it if you cut down your training days. But mm. you need to find a routine that suits you and that is the main takeaway and that is the basis of everything, right? Like if your routine does not reflect your lifestyle and isn't maintainable, there's literally no point. So for you at the moment, I think it's really just thinking about what is doable for you, knowing that you won't lose anything that you've done. You know, you were doing 26 minute workouts. So for you at the moment, it might mean that you're doing four 45 minute workouts a week now and they're Mm -hmm. strength focused and, you know, you're focusing on what you can do rather than the fact that it's the whole process of getting in your active wear, getting out to do a 26 minute workout and then having to stop, you know, that can be that hour out of Mm -hmm. your day, which you just might not have six days a week. So I think it's just kind of re um, shuffling, I guess is a good word, reshuffling your um, routine at the moment and what your schedule looks like, knowing that it is so okay that you can't train six times a week. Neither can mm-hmm. I. I don't have the time for it. I'm training five at the moment. And even then, you know, it gets to Friday and I'm like, okay, cool. Still got to do one today. Got to do one on the weekend, you know, weeks or weeks and they don't always work out perfectly. So be kind to yourself knowing that you're doing more than enough. I think that's mm. the biggest takeaway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, six workouts in a week would be my absolute maximum. Maximum. <laughs> Not maximum. I cannot speak. <laughs> maximum. Um, but you, as Riley said, have been doing this challenge. That means that, you know, that was your minimum. You had to do those six, but kind yeah. of like forgetting about those six workouts, be like, okay, when can I get a workout in this week? If that's three times this week, sure. If that's five times next week, perfect. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next question. How do you open up to new friends or a partner? 
I struggle to trust and feel it takes me a really long time to genuinely open up. What are your thoughts? By the way, you're both such positive inspirations. Oh. I keep throwing them in there, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love them. Can I just say really quickly before we answer this? Please I have do. gotten so many messages in the past week saying mm. that you guys just love the podcast and that we've, we're have we really helping you change your mindset towards health and fitness. And one of our last yeah. episodes brought you to tears and just created such like this huge revelation for you. And that honestly almost makes me teary. It just makes my yeah. entire week. Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it so much. I just love this podcast. I just love it. I all. love like, this podcast. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, I just, I'm grateful for this space and I'm, yeah, you girls are, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just, so good. it's cool. It's so cool. What was the question anyway, again? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, it is, how do you open up to new friends okay. or partners? Gotcha, and gotcha. Like, struggling to trust is a okay. takeaway. All right. Well, I think when it comes, I kind of made a solid three or four really good friends last year, like literally within the Mm. past six months. Like Riley and I have really only been close for what, like six or seven months now? Eight, maybe? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't even know. (laughs) <laughs> me neither. It's been a while. But, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really has. I think for me, when it comes to opening up with people, it's really a vibe. If they, you know, are kind mm. of giving you back what you're giving them, great. Like if you feel like you're opening up about all this stuff and they're being really close-minded, it's kind of like, oh, like, do you are you going to take this and do something with it? Or am I sharing all this stuff and you're being really close-minded? Yeah. So I think even using our friendship for an example, as soon as we started to chat, we were both very open off, like straight off, you know, the back kind Mm. of thing. So like I would say something, you would say something, we were both really open. And so I kind of just felt like I could trust you because you were also giving me all this information, you know, like kind of expecting me to keep, well, not keep it to myself, but you were trusting me with all of your information. So information I don't know you know all of your thoughts yeah so yeah. I in turn felt like okay well she trusts me like I can trust her and if she's trusting me yeah. with all of this personal information and all I don't know just like everything it made me feel better as well um but I think yeah. it, for me it comes down to the feeling I get I feel like you know when you meet someone for the first time or the first few times you know if you gel well with them mm-hmm. and if you just get good vibes do you leave being like oh like that person's just a great person. I feel like I can trust them. Even with Georgia, honestly, like our f- like the first time we met up, I was like, I just know I can tell this girl anything. And that's yeah. same with you. And so I think for me personally, it's just that huge vibe I get. Even with Sam, like when we went on our first date, I like literally spilled my whole life story because I just, I felt like I could trust him and it was the whole vibe. But equally, yeah. I have met people where you start to tell them stuff and you're just like, oh, doesn't feel right. I don't feel right saying this. Mm. Yep. So I think just really try and tap into your gut feeling. Do you feel like you can trust people like that person that you're meeting up with? Mm. If that makes sense. No, I, I, yeah, completely agree. I think you really need to just like listen to your gut and trust in your intuition, whether you're like, Oh, that's not someone I really want to open up to. And I think sometimes it's not even a matter of your the one with the issue, you know, struggling to trust, it may be just the people that you're around. And that's mm-hmm. also worth considering whether it's a you thing or it's a them thing. And it's actually just you protecting yourself in that sense. But if I use Soph and I, for example, and even Georgia and, you know, pretty much anyone we've met in the last <laughs> year, um, 
I, for one, am a very open person. I have no issue telling people anything. You know, I tell clients most things. I, yeah, I've, I personally don't mind. But I also, you know, from the perspective of someone who does trust quite easily, I also think that it's up to me to an extent to kind of read the room. Like, for example, with Soph, I was like, so tell me more about your mom. Mm. And it's like, I needed to know that she would be okay to say that. But equally through me opening up, it allowed her that space. So sometimes if the people that you're around aren't opening up, it can be hard because you're like, oh, I don't really trust these people because they haven't told me much and I don't know if I can kind of trust in them. And it gives you that almost that negative sort of mm, cycle, I guess you could call it, of just not really knowing if you can trust in that person because they haven't put any trust in you yet. So I think with Soph and I, again, for example, we were both very open and I felt that I could ask that question knowing that she could trust in me with whatever the response was. And she knew that it wouldn't go any further than our conversation together. And that's really important for me to create that space for her, for one, if I'm going to ask that question. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. And I think also in saying this, like it sucks when you trust someone with information and they do something with it that you don't want. Mm. Like they share it, they turn it around and make something out of it because that's definitely happened to me in the past where I have trusted someone and like a couple of people and said all of my personal issues and information. And I know that that's kind of been turned back on like Mm. almost around and been put on me in kind of a certain number of ways that wasn't ideal um and that's it sucks but there's no aggression there (laughs) it wasn't ideal (laughs) gritting my teeth (laughs) but equally when I think back to it I knew from the first time that we met something was off I knew it like I just knew that something I was like "Mm," but I almost was like no it's fine it's fine. But it's like, oh, now yeah. I know I've had that experience. Now, when I kind of have a similar situation, I'm like, oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. If that I'm makes thinking sense. back to a certain someone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We've all yeah. been there. And I think, you know what? It's a learning lesson and it has happened to both of us. But I think in reflection, you can just look back knowing that, okay, you need to listen to your gut next time because we both knew and it happened regardless. So yeah. it's, yeah. It's just listening to yourself. You're, you're always right. However yes, you feel, you it's are. right. So just listen mm-hmm. to it. All right? Yeah. Okay. Last, ask us three, four. <laughs> uh, okay. What are your thoughts on? I'm just like, sometimes it's just like, oh, just stop talking. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. Just shut up. <laughs> Guys, it always, it always gets to this part in the episode where everyone's like, yeah. I just get them at this point. Like, they're sick of hearing us talk. We're sick of talking. It's just, anyway. Um, last one. What are your thoughts on teenagers, ages like 13 to 17, trying to lose weight and dieting? Oh, Riley, I haven't even seen this question before. You're just springing this so on me. <laughs> You're like, I need to gather my thoughts. I mean, I've got plenty to say if you want. Okay, to go. you go first. You go first. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts are it shouldn't be happening. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> I love how straightforward you are. Yeah, my thoughts are it shouldn't be happening. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fine. Uh, no, it shouldn't be happening. And society has a lot to say for this. Um, social media has a lot to say for it. I think the most impressionable time in your life, especially as a girl, is that 12 to 17. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's just, you believe anything you see. So if you see that, you know, some Kendall Jenner's, you know, using an ab trainer or she's on skinny me tea or whatever, you're like, that's it. <laughs> that's how I grow to six foot two and I have an hourglass <laughs> body and that's how I'm going to get it done. And it's like, okay, well, it's not. So well, how can we get out of that mindset, right? And it's really difficult, but it's also up to anyone in those older ages. Like I made a post last night on Instagram, like we need to stop rewarding weight loss so much. We mm-hmm. give it so much value in a sense, like, and we applaud people negative. for it. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing in the sense that, you know, if someone that you love has lost weight, you're like, oh, you look incredible. Like you lost, you've lost weight. And it's not as though we're meaning it to be um, detrimental in any way, but so often someone who's looking really lean or lost a lot of weight in a short period of time has not done it in a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. And so many girls have such poor mindsets around nutrition, health, fitness, all that kind of thing. And then when we're here kind of giving it that gratification and, and rewarding it to the extent that we do, it's really just cementing that poor behavior and mindset and it's really negative and I think young girls pick up on that a lot more than say when you're older and you kind of have that mindset that you can look beyond the things you see and hear and and rationalize it for yourself but it's detrimental and it hangs around for a really long time so if you are a young girl and you're listening to this you know please 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 stay away from dieting and that real emphasis to lose weight as much as you can and if you are struggling with it, invest in help, ask your parents, talk to your friends, talk to an older person that you trust um, and try, yeah, get the help and move away from that mindset. It's so important and focusing on your health, your fitness and being strong is so important. And I know Soph and I talk about this all the time, but it really is important. And I think that's much more of a focus than what weight loss should be at that age, particularly. Yeah. And I think as well, it's so hard because as we are so impressionable at that age, you know, even if you unfollow everyone on social media that makes you feel like that awesome, you go to the shops and you see 10 magazines being like, lose 10 pounds in three days. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe I should do that. I need to be doing that. It's what you're seeing everywhere. And And even at school. So like, yeah, go to school. Yeah, exactly. Comparison. Exactly. You're looking at your friends. Oh, this person, she has a boyfriend. Does that mean what that, like, that's what boys want? Like it's constant. You're constantly Mm. thinking that you need to change and everything. And I think the biggest thing, as Riley said, I mean, I absolutely agree with everything you've said, but for me, that was those years, like kind of 14 to 17, I want to say even 18 was when I struggled with my relationship with food the most. And I created some really bad habits out of that. And I'm like, wow, if I never like wanted to lose weight so badly that I was willing to do so many different things, those really bad habits would have never arised, arose. (laughs) That's the word. Um, But so I think it's so important. Like Riley said, like, if you are feeling like that, you can invest in a coach if you want. Like, you know, if you're 17, you're like, I'd love a PT. Awesome. Like, that's okay. You're working alongside a professional in order to get fitter, in order to get stronger. And I think that is awesome. But I think the goal, especially when you're so young, like don't have the goal of like, I need to lose weight, especially for the average girl or the average boy, you know, like 
oh, I just think it can be so detrimental to our health. And mm. if we've said so many times and we said a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, you know, what, who are you if you're not trying to lose weight, but train for strength, train for fitness, eat so you feel good and everything else mm. will fall into place. So I think totally. that's my thoughts on that one. That like, that's a whole nother episode in itself. Oh, so <laughs> Yeah. But I guess last segment, guys, is our recommendations. It wouldn't be an episode without us trying to think of a recommendation on the spot, would it? Yes and no. <laughs> Both of us are like, um, mum, um, 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 Okay. I've got mine. Okay, All cool. Right. Give me 10 to 15 seconds and I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if I've said this in a recommendation before, but you know what? If I have, it just means that it's so good that it has to be shared twice. Oh, I'm really like second guess myself that it was like last week's recommendation. I don't think it was. Okay. Okay. GYG burrito bowl. Specifically chicken with, with added guac. absolutely i'm just gonna say this really quickly you get a massive burrito bowl Mm. and you can add guacamole right you get chicken oh my gosh rice it's incredible eleven dollars ninety what did we both have oh so and i both had guzzy last night (laughs) (laughs) i just put it on my instagram story and then riley replied being like same (laughs) and to be fair like an avocado is eleven dollars half the time so literally i'm like i'm sorry but this is ideal like i i cannot even tell you how many times i've had gyg in the past two weeks (laughs) like i feel like you've had it a lot i've noticed (laughs) it's almost every night i'm getting to the point where i'm like you know what i really don't want to cook dinner and i could just go down the road and get an eleven dollars ninety incredible burritable oh like you go to buy like salmon or chicken or meat whatever you're trying to buy and it's like $20 and you're like, exactly. well, I literally could just go and buy this and I don't have to clean, cook. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing I have to do. <laughs> it's so much easier. It's quite um, ideal. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> and I've got one. Okay. Um, heat pack. <laughs> Purely because I'm laying on one. I, um, I was never, a, okay, no, I've got two. I'm looking okay. at both of them. Heat pack because I've never really been one for a heat pack, but on really? period, unreal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm late to the party here. I'm so wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go to my second one because I feel like I'm not late to the party with this. Okay. A laptop stand. Oh yes, uh, yeah. I want to get one. Yeah, if you're a uni student, just at school on your laptop a lot, whatever, own a business. It's the best. Like my neck and back are always so cooked from looking at my screen mm. and just having your eyes up. It helps. It's really good. I think I'm going to get one. You got it from Officeworks, didn't you? Officeworks, $29.99. Oh, Jay. Oh, I don't know the brand. I don't know the brand. Just <laughs> Riley, come on. It's, silver. it's It's easy. Easy to assemble. Oh, I think I'm going to get one because I know for me, I'm always looking down at a screen and I look up and I'm like oh my god my neck like surely that's not good <laughs> so, Sophie, guys you should have just seen Sophie on FaceTime she's like on my neck <laughs> and I'm like holding my neck while I'm doing my neck <laughs> oh my gosh but um oh, okay I think we should wrap this one up because can I just say we were like yeah 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 we'll definitely make this one a short one like yep short quick it has been an hour and ten minutes <laughs> 
<laughs> we're so what? good. Give the people what they want. Exactly. People love a long episode. I love a long episode. I love a long episode. Yeah. I mean, if it's under an hour, I'm disappointed. Same. I honestly think we've like kind of done a disservice to everyone if it's under an hour. So I kind of love that. We could have pushed through another 10 minutes. Yeah. And honestly, it goes so fast. Oh, it does. We're just talking for the sake of (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Anyway, we will wrap it up now. I'm hungry. I want to go have some lunch. Um, But really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm sure for a lot of you who follow Riley or just, you know, really want to get into PTing, it was really beneficial. I know even for me, I don't even want to become a PT and I was fascinated. So I hope even if you didn't, (laughs) you enjoyed the episode. As always, make sure to tag us in your stories when you listen to the episodes. We love to see it. Every single day I wake up and see them and it just makes me so happy. Um, So good. And yeah, we'll, I guess, be in your ears next week. Beautiful. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in on today's episode. We are an independent podcast, so all of your love and support really means the world to us. If you guys did like today's episode, make sure you take a screenshot and share it to your socials and tag us at Drink More Water Podcast. And if you do like our podcast, definitely make sure to subscribe and leave us a review as well. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.